Part 2 opens with a crisp one-minute summary of the previous episode, which completely kicks the ass of my seven-minute attempt to do the same. In my defense, this narrator is all business and does not seem to be nearly as fascinated by Dr. Mindbender as I clearly am. Also, I may have forgotten to mention that Sergeant Slaughter and the other two noobs got caught by Zartan and his ever-expanding gang of idiots. Naturally, they escape, as Slaughter literally punches a hole through the stone wall. But the show isn't afraid to give this apparent superhuman a real human weakness by having him lose his hat. See guys, nobody's perfect. The Joes pour over what's left of the Cobra mission briefing and review the various burial sites the bad guys will be hitting for historical DNA. One of them is the real-life Count Dracula. If you were wondering if you might accidentally pick up some real historical knowledge from this show. Yes, I know, Bram Stoker kinda based Dracula on a real guy who actually existed, but that's like saying Luke Skywalker is kinda based on George Lucas, so we're gonna go visit Luke Skywalker in California now. I know you guys have an MA and a PhD on the payroll, but they're gonna have to work a little harder than this to earn their keep. So Hawk splits the Joe forces among Cobra's various targets, and immediately upon arriving in France, they run into this guy. I will not miss you! I am the mayor of Paris! I must protect my city! I mean, this is probably just a cheap shot at the French, but this guy has an excellent in-world reason for hating you guys. Or has everyone else forgotten when you reclaimed the Eiffel Tower from Cobra and beamed it to London? The next bit is kind of a boring roll call from the various Joes, many of them new, with their own action figures and everything, in various global locations. One of them is called Sci-Fi, which may be the first indication that they're starting to run out of cool code names. I kid, of course. The first indications were Xandar and Zorana last episode. Speaking of Zorana, she's clearly trying to horn in on the Baroness's turf as she puts on a wig and tricks the Egypt-based Joes into abandoning the mummy's tomb that they're guarding. Come to think of it, we haven't seen the Baroness around at all lately. I understand that we're meant to be pushing the new toy line, but I still see boring old Duke hanging around. If you need to write anyone off the show, start with him. The entire squadron just wanders off into the desert on the word of this one stranger woman and they stand around scratching their heads and saying things like, She said Cobra was here, where's Cobra? For a long time. Like a really long time. Like long enough for Zorana to infiltrate the tomb of Amon Toth, get trapped by and then work her way out of a bunch of booby traps, and then actually snatch the required DNA sample. Maybe these guys should have been learning basic strategy and common sense instead of dropping and giving Sergeant Slaughter 20. Anyway, she escapes, and at one point she refers to Dr. Mindbender's disembodied voice as a bloody dingo. So, is she Australian, or...? Back in Paris, Cobra shows up to wreck up the place, and the mayor is not having any of it. So the Crimson Twins throw those bundles of dynamite that you only see in cartoons at him. I guess they were out of those round black ones with the fuse on top. These guys actually seem to be having a really good time in Paris. Napoleon won't take long. He always was a little short. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, guys, that's a common misconception brought about by English propaganda. You'd know that if those educational consultants were doing their damn jobs. They also get away with their DNA samples, so even if all the other Cobra teams fail, they already have a half-Napoleon, half-Egyptian mummy emperor, which sounds pretty cool to me. But the other teams do not fail, as the Joes continually get their asses handed to them in Russia, the Amazon, and Transylvania. Seriously, what was the point of that endless get-the-team-back-in-shape montage in the previous episode if these guys suck worse than they have ever sucked? I'm starting to think this so-called sergeant is actually just an athletic actor pretending to be a sergeant. But not a very good actor, in case I wasn't clear about that in my last review. Oh, but in Transylvania, Beachhead does say this. 
Vlad Tepes wasn't a vampire mainframe, just a crazed tyrant who killed people for a hobby. Whoa! Looks like Robert R. Selman, Ph.D., and Ann P. Selman, M.A. earned that paycheck this week after all. I mean, they might have also slipped in something about how Transylvania is actually a region of Romania, not a country all its own, but we'll take what we can get at this point, I guess. The Joes also see a ghost, but honestly, that's old news to these guys at this point. Also, the Joes in Russia hang out with their old friends in the October Guard once again. And once again, I am baffled by how much screen time these guys get when they don't even have their own action figures yet. Hey, and speaking of of which, we didn't even get one moment of actual on-screen Dr. Mindbender in this episode. That ghost lady did end up being the Baroness, though, so that's something. And she calls the Joes Dalink, like so much Natasha Fatale. Okay, all is forgiven, but you better give me more shirtless mad scientist DDS in the next episode. This I command! Oh, sorry, I'm not supposed to know that punchline yet. Maybe in tomorrow's exciting episode. Stay tuned!